2: Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanas Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football!
0: Well, oh, what's up, everybody? Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Ted Television, and the ESPN MT app. Appreciate you for tuning in today. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here today. Uh, we're going to get things started by talking about three uh, r- rather non uh, happy subjects. First of all, The deaths of a few icons. We talked about Bobby Knight yesterday. We'll rehash that a little bit. Also, the really horrible news this morning, that Anthony Johnson, an all-time Grizz great classmate of mine at the University of Montana, he passed away uh, yesterday. He suffered a stroke a couple weeks ago, and he was hanging on for a little while, but he passed away yesterday at the age of 37. So certainly uh, so sad. But I have a story to tell about... Uh, an evening uh, when Anthony Johnson made me the most late I've ever been to cover a sporting event, I didn't care for one single second. So we'll at least memorialize him as best we can. And then we also got to give you the news out of the uh, court system. Uh, former Lady Grizz head coach Shannon Schwade has been in a lawsuit with the University of Montana for a while, and uh, that is now finished Uh, So we'll give you that verdict here in just a little while. We also have some Grizz football tickets on a positive note. We also have plenty of football talk on a positive note. Marshall Martin, a All-American tight end out of Sacramento State. He'll join us here today. Elise Stearns, a Big Sky champion from Northern Arizona who is from Missoula, a Missoula Hellgate graduate, she'll also join us. Uh, The Big Sky cross-country championships were last week in Missoula. So pretty crazy that... Well, it's not crazy an NAU runner won it. That always happens. But the fact that the young lady is from Missoula and then got to win it in Missoula, great tie for Elise Stern. So uh, cool for her. We'll also hear from Chris Ball, the head coach of Northern Arizona football. They are in Bozeman on Saturday. Of course, by the way, of course, Sac State in Missoula on uh, Saturday evening. So we have tickets to the Sac State-Missoula game. uh, And we also have... um, a conversation with Chris Ball, Northern Arizona head coach, about the game against the Bobcats. Hour number two, we'll talk all things NFL with Brooks Nuanes, and then we'll also hear from Kyle Mahellish, the head coach of the Helena Capital Bruins. They are hosting Billings West tomorrow night uh, in the Class AA playoffs. So there's your show Outlook here uh, on Nuanes now. If you want to be a part of the show, you always can. 406-888-1029. That's triple eight one zero two nine. And if you want to stream it, you always can, 1029ESPN.com. And uh, you can also always stream on the ESPN MT app. Before we talk about the sad stuff, Whitefish swept the high school uh, Class A Boys and Girls state championships in soccer over the weekend. And so we were talking about that earlier this week, and I thought to myself, we have this awesome book by Jeff Welsh, who's the, uh, the executive editor of 406MTSports.com but he also is the author of this book, Montana Greats from Abzorki to Zurich, the greatest athletes from 264 uh, Montana communities. And I thought to myself, well, who's the who? I wonder who the greatest athlete from Whitefish is, uh, according to this book. So I looked it up. Tommy Moe. I actually probably could have guessed that, but there's been some pretty good skiers from up there at Whitefish. I mean, Maggie Voyson, of course, recently, she was a multiple-time Olympic medalist. And uh, certainly a friend of the show, when she was uh, in the midst of her Olympic journey, she would always come on and, and share some of her Olympic experiences. You know, listening to her go, listen to her stories about going to um, the Olympics when they were in Russia, when she was like 14 or 15. Man, what a crazy experience for a teenager. Uh, anyways, the great greatest athlete, according to Montana Great's book from Whitefish, is Tommy Moe. Groomed at the Big Mountain Resort, Moe became one of the nation's great alpine ski racers and spent 12 years on the United States team. At the 1994 Winter Olympics, he stunned the world by winning gold in the downhill and silver in the supergiant slalom, the latter coming on his 24th birthday. A three-time Olympian who made his World Cup debut at age 17, Moe was born in Missoula and lived in Whitefish until moving at age 13 to Alaska where he trained, has owned a whitewater rafting guiding company service, and co-owned a mountain lodge. He won five United States Alpine Championships and one World Cup Super G title. Plagued by injuries, Mo retired after the 1998 Olympics, where he was eighth in the Super G and 12th in the downhill. Big Mountain's Momentum Run is named for him, and he is enshrined in the Alaska Hall of Fame. Pretty tough to beat a gold medalist. I think that's a pretty inarguable selection for whitefish, so... Uh, I just thought I'd share that because I was I was wondering. Uh, I'm going to have a hard time with this one because I knew Anthony Johnson pretty well. He played junior college basketball uh, over at Yakima Valley. And my best friend, uh, a, a, a man who I was the best man at his wedding, he and another one of our friends from Missoula, they both played over at Columbia Basin Junior College in Tri-Cities. So they battled against Anthony Johnson. And then I remember my buddy Paul, he moved back to Missoula to go to school here uh, in Montana, at at Montana, and we lived together, and when he first moved back, he was like, man, there's this kid from Yakima Valley Community College that's coming to the Grizz to play for Wayne Tinkle that I think is going to tear the big sky apart, and I was like, really, man, there hasn't been a lot of huge success stories from the J.C. ranks uh, for for the Grizz or the Cats, really. I mean, There's been a couple, there's been some smattering of, of success stories from the J.C. ranks, but Uh, Certainly few and far between. And part of that's just because both, you know, especially Montana, they've been so good at recruiting freshmen and developing them. They've had a lot more success with uh, Division I transfers than the Travis DeCure era. Uh, But either way, Anthony Johnson, I I was like, okay, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, I only had to watch him once to realize, oh, yeah, that guy's going to torch the big sky. Anthony Johnson had among the smoothest pull-up jump shots you will ever see. His shooting form, he kept his arms a little wider but it was so consistent, even if it wasn't the most beautiful shooting form. And he was absolutely knocked down. He's the single best free throw shooter I've ever seen in my life. And his pull-up 15 to 18 footer was utterly unstoppable. He could he could create for himself off the dribble. And he could hit that little pull-up jumper all day, every day. And he was a phenomenal, phenomenal player at the University of Montana. A two-time first-team All-Big Sky selection. He was the newcomer of the year in the league. His first season... And then he was the Big Sky Conference Tournament MVP uh, his senior season at Montana. Uh, I'll never forget. When I was uh, first starting my career out as a sports writer. I had I had worked at the Missoulian for a little while here in Missoula, but then I decided to spread my wings. I moved to Ellensburg, Washington, in, in the heart of central Washington. And I remember on the uh, the evening that the Big Sky Championship game was, it was like on a weeknight because they wanted to have it on ESPN. So it was like on a Wednesday or a Thursday night. And I remember I had to be in Yakima, which is about 30 minutes from uh, Ellensburg, to cover a rivalry game. Ellensburg High School and, and one of the Yakima... Well, there's three high schools in, in Yakima, and, and Ellensburg is rivals with a couple of them. So I needed to be down there to cover a, a, a doubleheader, boys and girls basketball doubleheader. And I remember it being halftime in the the, the Big Sky Tournament Championship game with Montana and Weber State, and... Weber was rolling Montana. They were doubling them up. They're up 40 to 20. And I was like, all right, well, I'll watch this a little bit more, but then I got to get going. I'm probably only going to be able to watch the first couple minutes of the second half, and then I got to get in the car and and start driving. Well, Anthony Johnson went on a personal little 6-0 run out of halftime. I was like, okay. And then he made another shot, and then he made another shot, and then he made another shot, and it kept going, and it kept going. And by the end of it, It was the single greatest individual performance I have ever seen in a Big Sky Conference basketball game. It is one of the five best individual performances on a basketball court I have ever seen, period, and I'm counting even the NBA games I've watched on TV. I have never seen quite anything like what Anthony Johnson did in the 2010 Big Sky Tournament Championship game against Weber State. By the time the, the tail of the tape was finished, he had scored 34 points after halftime, including Montana's last 22 points of the game, and he single-handedly willed the Grizzlies to a 66-65 victory and punched a, a ticket to the NCAA tournament. It was an unforgettable moment in Grizz hoops history as well as University of Montana's athletic lore as well as the fabric of, of history in, in Montana sports. Anthony Johnson went on to be voted Montana's Athlete of the Year that year, the University of Montana Athletic Department's overall Male Athlete of the Year that year. He was, again, a first-team All-Big Sky selection. He was an All-American from College Insider. And uh, then he won an ESPY for the performance of the year. And that really put Montana on the national map. I mean, Montana's been on the national map because of its football team, but that was one of the proud moments in Grizz Hoops history. And there was also this wonderful personal story with Anthony Johnson. He had uh, a a sweetheart in uh, Shante Nance, who then became Shante Nance Johnson, And they had been together since they were kids. I I don't even know how far back the relationship went, but forever, since they were teenagers. And they were already married by the time Anthony Johnson transferred from Yakima Valley Community College uh, to Montana. And so then he and Shantae both came here, and she ended up playing for the Lady Grizz as well. So that was sort of a -a one-of-a-kind story. I really can't think of any other time when the the men's and women's basketball teams at Montana had a married couple each playing for them, but they did. And so that was a beautiful love story to watch, and just you know, sort of watch them. And so when I got the news this morning that Anthony Johnson had passed away, I mean, first of all, just gut wrenching, and also just um, startling because he's my exact same age. I mean, he's thirty seven, I'm thirty six. So that was that was a tough one to to comprehend and to swallow. But then you immediately think of his wife and his family, and uh, they had three kids; they're expecting a fourth. And then I, I read a, a post that she made on social media, and I, you know, I, I can't even read it on the show because uh, it'll just make me cry. But uh, certainly uh, a horrible, horrible tragedy, Anthony Johnson dead at the age of 37 uh, after suffering a stroke a couple weeks ago. So um, it was a tough one, man. as a tough one to swallow, uh, for sure. Uh, on a happier note, it's not happy that Bobby Knight died, but gosh, I've had so much fun watching videos of him. And... Uh, of just listening to him talk. I I mean one of the great sports profiles in the history of sports illustrated in the history of sports writing is Frank DeFord's epic piece The Rabbit Hunter all about Bobby Knight when Bobby Knight was was the king of, of college basketball. I mean you could argue he was the king of college sports at that exact moment. There had there had not been anybody that had rivaled the the prestige and um sort of throne that John Wooden sat upon until Bobby Knight and the rise of the Indiana Hoosiers in the 70s into the early 1980s. And then Coach Knight's fame went went into a stratosphere. I've talked about this on the show a lot, but one of the pivotal cultural moments in the 20th century history of America was the 1984 Olympic Games in Los Angeles. The United States had boycotted the Olympics the previous cycle in 1980. Then uh, America got a chance to host the summer games, Bobby Knight was the head coach of that team. That was, of course, the second to last time that amateurs played in Olympic basketball. And then in 1988, when the Soviets uh, controversially won the uh, gold medal, that's when the creation of the Dream Team happened. But that 1984 gold medal winning team was also the the, the next step in this unbelievable explosion of the phenomenon that was Michael Jordan, and Michael Jordan certainly—I mean—he had had his successes at, at North Carolina, and he was a star, no, no doubt, no doubt about it. But those Olympics made him a superstar, and, and then everything from the shoes to the Gatorade commercials to the icon—all of that came after, and then he became a star like we've never really seen in, in sports, and I don't know if we'll ever really see again. But Bobby, Bobby Knight, was the one who really sort of planted that seed. Again, people knew who Michael Jordan was. He had been an All-American player. He was certainly a popular and famous figure in college basketball. There's no question. But Bobby Knight, after coaching the Olympic team and having uh, going through the tryouts and stuff, he said, that young man's the best player in the world. He, he is the best player in the entire game of basketball, period. And that was foresight for what Michael Jordan uh, became So I, I found this, this speech, I'm actually not sure when this is from or where this is from, but uh, this is a little talk that Bobby, he was famous for his talks, and he was always so authentically himself when he would give these talks. So this is something I stumbled upon on Twitter, and uh, we'll play it for you. He does say a couple swear words, but they're not ones we're not allowed to say on the radio, so just a, a fair warning there. But uh, here's just three minutes, Bobby Knight telling a wonderful story about his airness, Michael Jordan
2: you, I think, have got to really be a flexible leader if you're going to be an effective leader. I walked into the locker room after the first half of our game with Spain in 1984 for the gold medal. We're ahead by 29 points. We've played basketball as well as the game can be played. Michael Jordan has played 12 minutes Out of the 20, he has 11 rebounds, 9 assists, and 19 points in 12 minutes. In my opinion, there's nobody that's ever played anything that can compare to Michael Jordan with the possible exception of Jack Nicklaus and Babe Ruth. Michael Jordan is just the best there ever was at what he does by a considerable margin. So I'm walking across the floor with this 29-point lead as I look at the scoreboard, and I'm a great believer in the best three minutes of the game for us has got to be the first three minutes of the second half. But what the hell am I going to say? Hey, we got to get better. We're 29 points ahead. we got to win by 59. These kids are going to be a little bit satisfied with themselves. They know how well they play. And when I get to the locker room, I still haven't come up with an answer. I open the door and the first guy I see is Jordan sitting in front of his locker. Idea light flashes. I say to myself, I'm going to get on Jordan's ass a little bit." And everybody else is going to say, "God, if he's upset with Jordan, how's he feel about me?" Twelve minutes, 19 points, 11 rebounds, nine assists, and I have the stat sheet in my hand, and I walk over in front of Jordan. And I look down at him and I say, Mike, when the hell are you going to set a screen? We got four guys out there screening when you're in the game, screening to get you open, screening to get each other open. Haven't seen you set a screen yet. The only way I get all five guys screening, Mike, is to get you the hell out of the game. Now, when are you going to set a screen? All you've been doing so far, goddammit, is rebounding, passing, and scoring. You need to screen, Mike. Now, Jordan, you've all seen the grin. I mean, it's the greatest grin in the world. Doesn't quite use all of his grin in this circumstance. But he looks up at me and he grins a little bit and he says, Coach, didn't I see last week where you said I was the quickest player you'd ever been around? I said, Mike, what the hell has that got to do with you screening? Coach, I think I'm setting them quicker than you can see them out there. (laughs) was flexible enough to look at Jordan and say, then, God damn it, slow him down a little bit so I can see him.
0: Classic. Robert Montgomery Knight passed away yesterday at the age of 83. What a classic. What a true original. We have gotten as many texts about Bobby Knight as... Maybe anything that's a like, sort of... I mean, it's a fringely Montana story because Bobby Knight has spent so much time in Montana. And I know he's met so many of you out there because he has given so many talks and speeches and he's played in these golf tournaments and he's always been involved in fishing and hunting in Montana. But certainly there's been an outpouring of, of Bobby Knight stories to our text line. If you have any... Share them with us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. From yesterday, Bobby Knight played softball with a bunch of anacondas not too long ago. My uncle, whoever this texter is, says, uh, My uncle struck him out. Must have been 2015 or so. Here's another funny story. Uh, This is from a listener. I once played in a golf tournament, a Grizz golf tournament, at the Missoula Country Club with Larry Kristoviak, and Bobby Knight was in the group ahead of us. It was slow play, so we caught up to his group on the tee box. He was entertaining. I always liked him, even though he was a tough customer. Funny story that day, though. Uh, There was a woman from the Missoulian that followed us for every hole. And on the front nine, uh, uh, followed us for every hole on the front nine, excuse me. I heard later on that he went up to her on the ninth hole and said something like, you followed me for nine holes. Ask questions and take pictures. After this hole, one of us is going to leave. You decide which one of us that's going to be. (laughs) Classic uh, Bobby Knight. And then the last one, uh, somebody just texted in. I was in the forum and watched the United States basketball uh play West Germany. I also met Bobby Knight at Assembly Hall and I still have his autograph. Uh, an unforgettable character. So I uh I love those stories, love those Montana connections here. Uh on Nuanas on now. One last news brief for you. Um Shannon Swain, formerly Shannon Kate, the all-time greatest, I mean, I think it's indisputable, the greatest Lady Grizz basketball player of all time. She was a Kodak All-American during her time, led Lady Grizz to multiple NCAA tournament wins. When the Big Sky Conference had its uh, 25th anniversary for women's sports, she was voted the number one athlete in the conference's history. Uh, Even until just a couple years ago, she remained the leading scorer and rebounder in conference history, and she still is the leading rebounder in Big Sky Conference annals. Uh, she then went on to coach at Montana for uh, nearly three decades, and then she spent five seasons as the head coach. Well, that ended in uh, a messy dismissal, I guess a messy non-renewal of her contract, which then led to a lawsuit that's been going on for uh, a while, but more than a year. And uh, that lawsuit, a, a verdict came down, and, and it is now finalized, and it is closed. The University of Montana, who Shannon Schwain was suing uh, for uh, discrimination based on sex the University of Montana wins. So I, I I don't really have any opinion on this other than I do think it's it's, um, relieving that this is over for every party involved. This was a, a, a complete mess. I don't think it was good for anybody that was involved in it. It was a very tough and difficult situation for all the parties involved. And so regardless of what the result is, I mean, you can go read the court documents. You can form your own opinion on maybe what you think one way or the other. And you can certainly also have your own opinions on what you think of of all of the 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 things that went down there with the Lady Grizz basketball team, but I just think that the fact that this is in the rear view is uh, it's a good thing. It's a good thing for um, the Missoula community and uh, the University of Montana, and I, I would say also Coach Swain. So I'm um, glad this one is over. The Grizz play a night game on Saturday. Should be rocking good time there at Washington Grizzly Stadium, and uh, how about we help you enjoy the good time? We got a couple tickets for you to Sacramento State at Montana. Saturday night, under the lights. Call us right now. Call number 6, 406 That's 888 Call number 6. we got a pair of tickets for you. Sac State at Montana. Well, this is fun. We actually debuted our Big Sky Spotlight this year with Marshall Martin. He's the... All-American tight end at Sacramento State, and now here we are into the first week of November, and he's back for another appearance. So we got a top-10 game playing out in Missoula on Saturday evening. Marcel, thanks for joining us, man. How you doing? I'm great. How about yourself? I'm all good. Good, man. we well, appreciate you for taking a minute for us. First of all, just take us through your senior season. I know it's uh, it's always an interesting time. You're trying to enjoy the moment, but also you guys are chasing. Big goals and big dreams, so, um, I mean, how have you tried to do that? How have you tried to kind of let it all soak in? It's
3: like building the house. You got to take it piece by piece, brick by brick. You know, with the team and everyone coming together, we get better throughout the season. Jail together with the offense, defense, special teams, all three phases coming together on one team, so it's been great building it, and each week we get to see what the work we put in and see how it goes, so it's great.
0: Well, I know you guys had the, the tough loss two weeks ago to Montana State, but bounced back in a big way and exploded offensively last week for 51 points against Idaho State. So uh, what was the key to the turnaround? How do you guys be able to perform so well last week?
3: Just being resilient, not letting, letting that loss get to our heads and just staying who we are, Sacramento State football, we're going to be us every single Saturday night. So we just know that we have to play our game, don't let nobody else affect us, and just keep our head down. Everything should be good.
0: What do you think of just uh, the, the, the stuff you guys got in front of you? I know you're squarely concentrated on this game against Montana on Saturday night, but you guys are in the mix for the Big Sky title again and, and certainly inside tracked at least right now to the playoffs. So, I mean, what do you think of just sort of the scenarios that are playing out and, and just the position you guys have put yourselves in coming into this last month of the year?
3: It's just the training and preparation that led us and got us here. We had a little adversity throughout the season, but we still goals at the end of the year. We still have a lot of things we still have to fit, fit, fulfill and be great at. So it's just every week we put the work in, and the outcome should be on our side if we go full speed every every time. We should be good.
0: Sac State tight end, Marshall Martin joining us here on New is Now, ESPN Radio, as well as uh, SWX Montana Television. He's our Big Sky Spotlight this week, Sac State in Missoula to play out of the lights. Uh, I know last week, too, one of the key storylines coming out of it was just the fact that he had this young quarterback step in and and ball out. Carson Conklin throws for 235 and three touchdowns in his first college action. So what would you think of the freshman?
3: his preparation he took it serious throughout the week he had the he had his name called up and they let him know that he should stay ready and he stayed ready for sure he took the opportunity and made the best out of it and I'm happy for him uh I'm happy for the coaches for letting him play and it was just great to see him explode on Saturday
0: well it seems like you guys have a good connection right away too because you had one of your best games of the year over 100 yards receiving kind of touchdown so what were you seeing how was it working out for you Uh, It was great
3: It felt like practice out there Uh, Everything was working smooth He was making great reads Went through his check down So he did his job And I'm always going to do my job So it was great for him To have a great night for him
0: Well I know you you had such big seasons The last several years I mean 12 touchdowns last year Was I think the top mark Among tight ends in the entire country So um, have you seen extra attention this year Have you seen teams defending you differently Or how's it been so far Just in terms of the way teams are, are treating you
3: it's just football. Defense is going to play defense, and we're going to try to score. So every team, it plays a little different, but at the end of the day, it's still going to be me against them, and just playing football.
0: No doubt about it. Let's talk about this matchup then on Saturday night. Uh, first of all, I mean, when you think Montana, you guys have had a lot of success against Montana during your career. I think you're undefeated against the Grizz. So uh, what comes to mind when you first think of, of uh, the Grizzlies?
3: resilient keep her head down we know there's going to be a lot of distractions there's always a lot of distractions this week we love the media and all the other stuff but we just have to make sure we stay down keep our head down and roll into montana with our game we should be good
0: well you guys have come here to missoula before and had success certainly um so i mean can you draw from that experience and do you give any advice to the younger guys maybe haven't been uh, to missoula
3: we just giving them tell the guys that it's going to be it's going to be very loud. That's the first thing we tell them. We're going to be, it's going to be loud, so it's going to be us against them. So everything we do, we have to make sure it's all together, and all units should be able to attack the field, and we should be strong. It should be good.
0: Well, uh, the Grizz certainly hang their hats on their defense. So, I mean, what have you seen just in the preparation for Montana's defense so far this week? Uh,
3: they're great with their defense. Uh, they're a little. They have a different defensive coordinator, so they're not as too strong with their blitzing, but they still blitz a lot, so that's going to be a little challenge to cover that, but everything should be cool. Preparation for this week, it should be good.
0: Uh, just keys for you guys. I mean, what's your mentality coming into Missoula, and how excited are you to just play in the lights and, and play in another one of these big-time after-dark games?
3: uh i'm i'm very excited this is going to be actually one of my game, my first games that's like under 50 degrees or like below so yeah it's gonna be my first one but i kind of like the cold games that's where i feel like my, my skills come out <laughs> so it, it should be great
0: well awesome i just keys for you guys then uh, if you're gonna come into missoula you're gonna win
3: yes sir yes sir
0: what, what do you think will be the keys
3: Uh, the keys staying down playing Sacramento State football keeping our head down just playing us being our game staying focused we should be great
0: we gotta love it man appreciate uh, the time and uh, also appreciate your focus man I can tell you you're ready for this one so have some fun on Saturday thanks for being here
3: yes sir thank you for having me
0: that's a confident young man right there Marshall Martin All-American tight end for Sacramento State congratulations to our Grizz tickets winners also man just had a Crazy shot of nostalgia. Andrew Hout and Jeff Safford are watching the, the the legendary 2010 Big Sky Tournament Championship game where Anthony Johnson scored 34 second-half points and 22 points in a row to lead Montana back from a 40-20 to 20 halftime deficit for a 66-65 win at Weber State. Of course, that's a, a wonderful memory on a very sad day. Anthony Johnson passed away yesterday. At the uh, much too young age of 37, an all-time Grizz great, uh, gone too soon. Doan no, is now ESPN Radio. Let's talk to a young lady from Missoula who is one of the greatest cross-country runners in the nation, and that is not hyperbole whatsoever. Two-time Big Sky Conference cross-country champion Elise Stearns of Northern Arizona joins us next. Keep it right here, Doan no, is now ESPN Radio. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschulteilaw.com.
1: Oh! It's the one is now on 102.9
2: ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
0: Well, I got more bad news. Nothing nearly as tragic or sad as Anthony Johnson passing away at the age of 37, but John Party's been called off tomorrow night. They do say they're going to reschedule it. John Party was supposed to be, who we are just listening to right there, supposed to be uh, at the Adams Center tomorrow night. Uh, I was very much looking forward to going. We've given you guys a bunch of tickets over the last week or so, uh, but... So I guess do we know how this works guys I guess we'll we'll know when they reschedule but the people that won the tickets we could just hold on to them for now and we'll let you know, or we'll just let them know the details of all of this. Yeah. I would think that we've already gotten in touch with you when we heard that it was going to be rescheduled. So if you won, I'm sure we've already gotten in touch with you and we'll get in touch with you again uh, when it, the new date is set. But yeah, I mean, those are just a digital ticket. So you can just hang on to them. It'll all work digitally with your phone or email address, whatever. Well, bummer. I was really looking forward to, I've been, I haven't been to a, it's ironic, right? That we live in Montana but so much of the music that comes to Missoula is not country, which, which is great. I mean, it's fine. It's awesome, you know. But I haven't been to a, a good country concert. Man, I trying to think about it. I've been to a lot of country concerts, and almost none of them have been in Missoula. I was really racking my brain the other night. Because, you know, I've seen Garth Brooks a couple times. But uh, one was in Billings, and one was in Denver. I've seen Keith Urban at the Gorge. I've seen... Um, Clint Black in Denver, seeing Brad Paisley in Denver. Uh, been to all the great like music festivals over there at the Gorge. Uh, been to the Country Festival out in Three Forks. Saw Jason Aldean at in Bozeman. I think the last country concert I went to in Missoula was Willie Nelson when I was like nine years old. <laughs> so I was very much looking forward to John Party. So we'll let you know when it's rescheduled because uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it as well. It's nuance now, ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for hanging out. Well, time now for our River City Runners, where we highlight some of the best in the running community in Missoula, as well as around the state of Montana. And you might be listening and thinking, Coulter, you're crazy. It's not running time. It's not running season. It's snowing and cold outside in Montana. Well, it was pretty cold the other weekend here in Missoula, yet we had some of the best cross-country runners in the entire uh, United States of America in the Garden City, including one who's from here who is competing for Northern Arizona and is now our guest here on Nuanas now. It's Elise Stern. She's a Missoula Hellgate grad and now a two time Big Sky Conference champion in cross country there for Northern Arizona. Elise, thanks so much for making some time. How are you doing? Oh,
4: I'm doing great. Kind of glad to be out of Missoula now. It's pretty yeah, I bet it was, for sure. Uh,
0: so just take us through it. I mean, first of all, you get an opportunity to compete at the Big Sky Championships, but they also happen to be in your hometown. So what was it like, uh, just sort of leading up to it, and then what was it like being back in Missoula and competing?
4: Yeah, no, it was a, um, it was an amazing opportunity. A lot of times, like in college, um you get taken all around the country. Like, we go quite a bit to the Midwest, like Wisconsin and stuff, and we have some teammates that are from there and stuff. So it's just a really unique opportunity to be able to compete, like, in your home state, let alone your hometown, which was just, like, well, <laughs> it was really exciting, and I definitely had to, like, take some time back. Like, I was ready to run a Big side Conference cross-country championship, but, like take some time to really realize oh like this is my hometown like it's a really special opportunity to see like your running community that you grew up with that inspired you in high school and like do what i'm doing now in front of them it was just really exciting well that's so awesome and
0: uh happy for you that you got to experience that just take us through the actual competition then i mean you've won a big sky title before but i mean what was sort of your strategy during this race what did you think of the course and, and how were you able to come out on top again
4: Yeah, no, we definitely approach this as um, a team race above everything else. And so pretty much like we go in with a team plan more than like like, um, individual plans and stuff to like win a race and stuff. Like it's all about team score in cross country. It's very team sport. And I also like, this was a course I'd run a lot in high school um, through the Mountain West Championship. I think they made like, a few differences, but really it was like mostly like the exact same as the course I run every year in high school. So I would say like, I knew it, but it's definitely been a few years. Like I was running it, um, the day before the meet and I was like, Oh, I have not, I do not remember doing this like ever, but it's coming back to me. Um, but yeah, like how this competition shaped up is just like Um, To prepare me for the rest of championship season, um, we looked at it as an opportunity to, like, run um, a faster first mile and then um, settle back in and then crank it again in, like, the last mile. And that was just an individual plan that, like, benefited me for, like, the Big Sky Conference, but also the rest of the races that were coming that season.
0: Elise Stearns joining us here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. It's our River City runner. She is a junior there at Northern Arizona and recently just won her second straight Big Sky Conference individual championship. And oh, by the way, of course, Northern Arizona sweeps the field once again, her fifth straight team title on the women's side. And Elise, you talked about just the team element of this. And I mean,. The strategy worked pretty darn well. You guys went one through seven, I believe. So I can't really place better than that at at a championship meet. So uh, you must be pretty proud of your team. How are you guys able to not only attain but also sustain this level of excellence like you have over all these years at Nau?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's like it's a process. It's a new team. It's honestly a new team every year. Like you have some returning individuals and some like newcomers and stuff. But like that team element, like there's a few parts of our process that we have to keep the same like year by year. But like, we look at it like every season, it's just like a new team. And like, as long as we preserve the energy that like is excited to like work hard and work together, like we're always like in a pretty good place. We have like, we have a great environment in Flagstaff, Arizona. We have like incredible coaching and we're all like extremely privileged with all of that, but we're extremely privileged to be doing this like together.
0: Well, it, it just seems like success breeds success too, right? I mean, you guys have this awesome yeah, facility exactly. and training regimen up there and there's almost, so, there's also so much tradition there in Northern Arizona. So, I mean, do you think that that just boosts everybody up just knowing that you're a part of something bigger and also just a, a program that's just had so much success?
4: Yeah, it definitely does. Like every year, like the team is getting better and, like, every year, like, there's, like, a few individuals that you, like, um, it elevates them so much more. And I've, like, seen so much progress with, like, younger um, younger people on the women's team. Like, just, like, they kind of just, like, reach for that bar that, like, some of us older athletes have set. And that just, like, it just continues on. Like, that's what a lot of our progress on the women's team has, like, looked like over the years.
0: Well, it's also so fascinating because uh, a lot of times in track and field cross-country, the conference championship is is sort of the end of the road or the end of the season, the end of of that specific training block. But for you and many of your teammates, uh, it's sort of only the beginning of this postseason run that you guys are going to go on. I mean, Northern Arizona's women, number one in the United States in cross-country, as are the NAU men right now. And you you got the Mountain West Regionals coming up next week and then the, the National Championships the following week after that. So, um, where are you at just in terms of your training block and also, it, you know, how do you sort of continue to stay engaged as you continue to sort of move up the, the echelon of competition, uh, here these next couple of meets.
4: Yeah. I mean, I think we all, we love the, the big sky conference it is like the kickoff to championship season. It's a great opportunity to like practice some of the championship style running that we're going to use in like the rest of the season. And like, it's just like, it's an incredible conference to be a part of. Like we're, we're very happy we are. And, but it's definitely like, it's definitely only the beginning of like our championship season. And it's something like we use as like a training and racing opportunity. Like what we do in the Big Sky Conference sets up what we want to do in the regional and the national meet. So, I mean, the national meet is around, like, November 18th. So we are kind of headed to, like, the end of the road in cross-country. And we've built, like, great volume, great intensity throughout, like, these past, like, um, summer months into these fall months. And now that does get taken back, like, a little bit. We have some of our last, like, hard workouts. So it's really – we're – Getting down to, like, not exactly crunch time, but, it's, yeah, definitely the end of the road. We're Yeah, we're just, like, looking for the small pieces um, that we can do to, like, make a training difference. But we're kind of, like, out of that time where, like, doing a lot of running make, makes a huge difference. We're just trying to get strong and sharp. And, we
0: already did but, and that's and so drugs fascinating drugs too, right? Drugs. Because you, you could, now you're, you, you, you just nailed it. I mean, you, you can only do a certain amount of training up to this point. So then when it comes to these super talented, prestigious fields that the next couple championships will be, I mean, d- does it just come down to competing? I mean, how, how do you rise to your your best level when you know that the, the work and the training is, has already been done? Yeah.
4: Um. Well, hopefully you're in a position where you're, happy with the work you did, you know, like, you practice the skills that you want to compete with, like, throughout the season, that you should be, like, in a pretty comfortable spot. But it's definitely, like, a daunting challenge of, like, this is, like, what it's all, like, amounting to. And a big thing that we do, like, at NAU is this, like, it kind of relieves that pressure, but it's, like... Um, We definitely recall that it's like, it's a team sport. So we put a lot of emphasis on what our group is doing versus what other people are doing. Like we're only looking at our team. We're not comparing, we're not wasting like our mental energy on all that stuff. We're just protecting the energy that we have. And that's one of the most necessary bits like um, rising up to that challenge that's coming in the next few weeks.
0: East Stearns, Northern Arizona. Also a Missoula Hellgate grad and two-time Big Sky Conference cross country champion. Uh, last thing for you, that I mean, uh, what are your hopes and aspirations for these next couple weeks? Obviously, a high bar there at NAU, and you guys are certainly going to be in the mix for regional and national championships as you always are. So, I mean, what were your hopes had How do you finish this deal that you got going this season? Yeah, it's definitely a hard
4: question. We don't look too much at um, outcome here, but I'm just. I'm so excited with the place like the women's team is in right now and it's like looking up to shape up that like there's not like a whole lot of teams that like might be able to beat us at the national championship and so we're just putting all our focus into each other and we're looking to just do the absolute best we can do at that national championship and it's a really exciting thing to like think about and get excited about together
0: well, thanks so much for taking some time, and congratulations on all your continued successes. And I know people uh, around Missoula and around the uh, state of Montana are very proud of you. So a uh, great job representing for the Treasure State, and thanks for taking some time for us today. Yeah,
4: thank you so much for having me.
0: Hellgate graduate and Northern Arizona star runner, Elise Stearns here on ESPN Radio. We'll stick on Nau you we're talking some football. Northern Arizona at Montana State. Chris Ball, head coach of the Lumberjacks, joins us next. Is
2: now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula.
0: Unfortunately, John, party Friday night at the Adams Center not happening, but they're going to reschedule. So anybody that won tickets, we'll get a hold of yet. We have gotten a hold of yet. We'll let you know when they reschedule. What is now ESPN Radio and our Big Sky Conference football coverage continues. We're in November. There's a whole bunch of big time games, including two in the state of Montana and one at Bobcat Stadium in Bozeman, Northern Arizona. In Bozeman to take on Montana State, head coach of NAU, the Lumberjacks. Chris Ball joins us now here on Nuances. Now. Coach, we really appreciate the time, man. How you doing? Doing great. How are you? Uh, very well. Uh, first of all, it's been fun following your team. You guys have played really well in Big Sky Conference play. You know, you've know you knocked off three ranked teams uh, during this uh, slate so far and, and also took Sacramento State down the wire as well. So what have you thought of your team's performance the last five weeks? I know it was a tough non-conference for you guys. How have you been able to turn the page and, uh, and be really competitive in league play?
1: Yeah, just, uh, you know, um, you know, we got some guys that have been in the program a while. We've matured as a football team uh, coming this season. Um, you know, uh, lost our quarterback to the portal last year, so we've been playing with a young, couple of young quarterbacks. Uh, what's hurt us at times, but, um, you know, for the most part, pretty pleased about where we're at um, right now in this part of our season. We've had one of the toughest schedules in the country. Uh, so we've had to play some pretty good teams. Uh, obviously, our, our conference schedule, we play all the ranked teams this year. And uh, uh, every team we've played on the road so far has been ranked. So it's been a tough schedule, but, uh, you know, I think it's made us better. Uh, it prepares us for a road game, you know, coming up this weekend up there in uh, in Bozeman. Uh, but, but very pleased right now where we're at.
0: Last time we talked, it was leading up to the game against Montana, and that seemed like that was really a turning point for you guys. I've since talked to uh, Aaron Flugrad after that game, and he said that it was just such a jolt of confidence for you guys and that confidence is such an important part of of what you guys like to do. So, I mean, uh, just take us through how pivotal that Montana win was for you guys right out the gates in Big Sky play and maybe how that set the tone for uh, this good run in, in the league so far.
1: Yeah, you know, anytime you can beat um, you know one of the better teams in our league, uh, gives you momentum and gives you confidence, uh, especially with with some of the young guys that we're playing with. You know, anytime that uh, you can can uh, beat one of those teams that you know
0: you, you're you're striving to be, um, it really really helps you and keeps you pointing in the right direction. Well, let's talk about this matchup then uh, this weekend. You guys are coming to Bozeman, uh, take on one of the top teams, uh, not only in the conference, but in the country. So uh, Montana State obviously coming off their first league loss in a little while. So uh, well, first of all, what did you th- just think of the uh, the game in Idaho, and, and can you take anything from that matchup into, into this week that's an advantage for NAU? Well, you
1: know, you, you, you turn on tape, you, there's not, you know, Montana State doesn't have very many weaknesses. You know, they're strong in it in all, all three phases and uh, every position, you know, it's hard to find a uh, weakness. Um, you know, I thought, you know, they had a chance to, to tie the game there at the end. that They missed a couple field goals. Uh, the one at the end and one earlier in the game, uh, you know, that, that they make those and they, they end up winning that game. Uh, you know, I thought it was a great game to watch. It was very entertaining. Uh, two really good football teams going at it. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, Montana State came up short, but, uh I don't think that really reflects what type of team they are. You know, the uh, that was a great game, and like I said, they had a chance to win it at the end, uh, and then didn't happen. And uh, But on tape, you know, they're physical. Like I said, there aren't any weaknesses. Uh, they're, they're front four defensively are very, very talented. We know about the quarterbacks. You know, the quarterbacks are uh, are great, great players, and not only great players, but great people. You know, um, I had the opportunity to talk to both of them uh, at length. Um, well, while well, I'm here here at uh, NAU, uh, we bump into them at media days and after games and uh, quality, quality kids. And uh, Coach does a great job of coaching their football team. They're well, not only are they talented, they're well-coached. And so, um, you know, watching that Idaho-Montana State game, you know, you see two great teams playing, and I think they just came up a little short.
0: Chris Ball here on New Otis Now, ESPN Radio. He's the head coach of Northern Arizona, Lumberjacks, up at Bobcat Stadium on Saturday afternoon, take on Montana State. Uh, you mentioned uh, the, the quarterbacks, and and there's a there's been so many different quarterbacks that have played in the Big Sky so far this year. You guys have played several different guys. Montana State usually plays two. Montana's played at least three guys now. I mean, on down the line, Sac State's playing a couple guys. Idaho State's playing a couple guys. There's very few teams, it seems, in the league that are just playing one. So, I mean, what do you think of sort of this this trend? And, the, and also on the Northern Arizona side of things, uh, why have you guys been able to have success with a couple different guys under center?
1: Well, you know, I think it started with Troy Taylor there at Sac State. You know, totally. they had those two guys. And, um you watch that and you got a runner you got a thrower or you know you got a runner a guy that can manage it um you know it creates some issues you know it's, it just makes more that you got to prepare for uh, and if you got a guy that can run it and you can run the plus front one runs with your quarterback I mean it gives you a, a, a different way to attack people and then as a defense trying to defend that you got to figure out how to fit all that stuff up and then all of a sudden you bring in a guy that can swing it, well, then that just adds more to your defensive package. So um, it, it, it makes it hard on defenses. You know, being a defensive coordinator in the past, you know, anytime you got a running quarterback uh, that can not just scramble but can run quarterback power, quarterback counter, um, can can be like a running back back there. It creates a lot of issues. And then all of a sudden you're going to change the pace and bring in a guy that's going to manage the game and the guy that can throw it downfield or make the throws necessary to move the chains, well, then that, that's just adding more to your defensive package. So um, it makes it tough. It makes it tough. And, you know, it, there's a trend I think across the country sure. now that people are going to the two quarterback system. And uh, uh, I think, you know, not only does it create problems, but also takes hits off your quarterbacks. You know, when you're you're playing different guys and asking the runner to run and asking the passer or the game manager to, to, to pass or imagine the game it's it's um taking hits and and, and and plays off your quarterback so um if you can do it i think it's it's a trend i think it's a good thing you know we've had success doing it it works for us um i think if you can do it i think it, it creates a lot of problems for defenses
0: Certainly, it seems like it could be a nightmare to game plan for. I, I like what you said there, too. Uh, just getting more good athletes on the field, keeping some hits off some guys as well. I mean, the one thing that seems like could be a, a drawback is, is just having one guy that gets into a rhythm. So, how do you sort of mitigate that part? I mean, how do you make sure that uh, anybody that gets in the game can, can sort of find a flow?
1: Well, you know, it happened to us last week. We, we were playing Davis and uh, got in, you know, we, we were having a hard time getting in the offensively. And uh, we got in at halftime, and uh, we thought to to go with Angel gives us the best chance to win the football game because he was playing the best at the time. So we went with him, and it worked out. You know, I think you just, the guy gets hot, let him go. (laughs) Let him go, you know, let him be the guy. And uh, I tell you what the hard thing about it, and I, I think you've got to have some kids that are team guys, too. I think that's a lot of it. You know, a lot of these you don't have the right chemistry on your team, then it's going to affect your team because people start getting selfish. You know, they start wanting the ball more. They want more reps, this and that, instead of what's best for the team. So I think team chemistry and your culture has a lot to do with that too. Um, Not every team can do that just because their culture is not ready for that. So uh, that's what's impressive uh, about Montana State is they've been playing with these two guys for uh, a while now. And they're both they're they're they're, they're very successful, and uh, both of them play at an extremely high level. So you don't see the selfishness that you might see on other football teams, and that's a tribute to their coaching staff.
0: Chris Ball here on Nuana's now. He's the head coach of Northern Arizona. They are in Bozeman on Saturday, taking on Montana State. Let, let's talk just about the, the matchups in this game. Then I mean, you mentioned Montana State has a very deep and talented roster, and uh, that's certainly true. Um, is there any favorable aspects of this, Thor? I guess what do you think are just the key elements to to, to taking on Montana State? I mean, I think Idaho showed a, a pretty good formula last week, just possessing the ball as much as they did and also doing a heck of a job slowing down Bobcat uh, run games. So, I mean, what do you think are some of the, the keys for your squad in, in this matchup?
1: Yeah, you know, they're the best offense in the country. I think they're scoring 42 points a game. I think they're... they're um... You know, time of possession is good they got be, you know they're rushing for a ton of yards um, the the deal is you, you got to keep you got to sustain drives offensively you got to keep their offense off the field you know you got to take care of the football defensively you got to create takeaways and you got to get off the field on third and fourth down uh, you just can't give them any extra possessions because they're gonna score points so I thought you know the Idaho did, Idaho did a great job of doing that. Um, limiting their possessions um, by taking care of the ball and uh, managing the clock, um, which, you know, some teams can do and some teams can't, you know, but but they're good on defense too. I mean, you, God forbid you get to a third and long, a third and uh, seven-plus against these guys, and, and, you know, they've been winning majority of those reps this year. So uh, you've got to keep it manageable. Uh, you've got to be able to run the ball against them. Uh, you can't turn it over. And then defensively, you got to get off the field on third down, third and fourth down, and you've got to be able to create some takeaways somewhere along the line. So, um, you know, but if they're on the field, they're going to score. They're going to score. and uh, They're very, very talented. And, uh, you know, the, 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 Tommy does a great job. He's a phenomenal player. And then they bring in the other guy, and the other guy is a phenomenal player. So, I mean, um, you got your handful. It's assignment football. You know, it's option football. So everybody's got a job to do, and, uh, you've got to do it, and then you got to get them down. You know, if you're in the, if you, that guy, if one of those two guys steps up in the gap that you're in, you, you need to make the play. And then uh, they throw the running back in there, and the running back's talented. So, I mean, it's just one guy after another. But I think the key is just to, to manage their reps on offense.
0: Well, last thing for you then uh, th- this has been a wild Big Sky Conference race already. And I do think that the way that the scheduling has played out now, we're going to have a, a, a champion that's not undefeated i think that's good i think it's a testament to the just the just the depth of the league and, and how many teams can be competitive in the big sky but i mean what do you guys think of of just your opportunity here you know playing one of the top 10 teams in the country on the road and and to still have a lot out in front of you
1: yeah i think it's a great opportunity for us you know it keeps us alive in the race um i, I agree with you we, you know we sort of beat beat, beat each other up you know it, it, it's the one of these. Con- this is a conference that you can't take anybody lightly. Anybody can beat you, and right now we're all sort of jumbled up right here towards the end. And there's a lot of big games. Our our game with with Montana State, and um, I think Sac State's got Montana. Is that right? That's and, right. Yep. Um, I mean, and I mean, uh, it's it's uh, it is as tough as there is in the country. And uh, you know, we to, for us to stay alive, we got to win this football game. And uh, uh you know, talk we win this one, we're still in it. you know, we still got a chance to, get to play the playoffs, but we've still got to play northern Colorado again, a team that we've struggled with in the past, and then you've got Eastern Washington at their place. so it's it's um you know I think everybody every week, you know it's tough, it's tough, it doesn't matter who you're playing, you need to show up and play, and uh you're right. We beat each other up, and I don't there's not going to be an undefeated uh, conference champion here. And it might be, there might be, it could end up with team with two losses. There could be a bunch of us tied at the end. So, um, it's crazy. Uh, it's awesome. I think it's great. <laughs> it's phenomenal. There, There's, you talk about a, a, a great level of football. This is a great level of football that's being played in our conference week in and week out. And, uh, you know, it, it's, they say, well, it's the SEC of FCS And, uh, shoot it's better than that you know we all got chances every week to win and uh the coaching's great and the talent is even better the talent is phenomenal in this league you've got to have good players to win this league you have to have good players so it's fun to be in it's a challenge week in week out and uh you know this is the level of football i think right now across our country that, that is pure and is extremely competitive and uh Uh, it's fun to be involved in let me tell you
0: well we certainly love it too I love those words from Chris Ball Northern Arizona head coach his team in Bozeman take out Montana State on Saturday afternoon coach appreciate the time as always and uh, best of luck on Saturday yeah looking
1: forward to it and um, uh, really really appreciate being on have me on more often please
0: you got it we will thanks so much for being here okay thank you